On today's show, we talk about the Bill O'Brien effect, how DK and Craig can apparently read each other's minds, which is kind of weird, and how we are $7 closer to $1 million. Stick around. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, What is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. I'm Danny Heifetz here with Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck. And DK, you're wearing a different hat. What's up? What's up with the hat? I'm uncomfortable. What is this? It's a blue hat. What you, what's wrong with my hat? Yeah, it's so you're wearing a plain blue hat and a plain blue shirt. What's the hat? Yeah. What is the brand of the hat? Can we give a sponsor? You, get, you know what? You're going to have to give me, you have to pay me to, to make me wear your logo. <laughs> I'm just waiting wow. for that sweet, sweet ad money to, or swag. You know, just anything. Even in the privacy of your own home, you will not wear brands <laughs> unless they pay you. This is like how this is. This is probably like aging me a little bit, but like 99% of my clothing is like very generic, like just blank t-shirts. And I've actually started wearing blank hats too, which probably like would alarm Kevin Clark because he, he just always makes fun of me for wearing all my Seattle era or all my Seattle and like minor league hats. But yeah. Yeah, that's cool. The minor league hat stuff is cool. Locals only type stuff. I think the plain hat <laughs> is a little odd. No, I like it. I love that. I, I, my mind just went to the, the Drake line. It was like, I'm wearing all my chains even when I'm in the house. And now I'm thinking of DK just wearing just plain everything, even when he's in the house. Well, I love plain it. t-shirts are never going to go out of style. Plain t-shirts. I think it's you got a pocket the hat on the that. T-shirt of the same color. It's DK. We might have to take a picture and put this online. Anyway. Okay. All right. It's Friday. We're going to go through our gut calls, bold calls. We're going to do a daily fantasy lineup at the end. But first, are you guys ready for a fun fact? Yeah. Yes. This is from Arif from Houston. Van Gogh's Starry Night and Nintendo were created in the same year, 1889. Like the company Nintendo? The company Nintendo. What did they do in 1889? Yeah, so here's the thing. The the catch here is that Nintendo was not making video games in 1889. They were actually making playing cards, and they kind of were like a trading card company. And then the founder, it was actually pretty successful, and they did a lot of stuff. And then basically there's a whole kind of cool 
revolution that the son of the guy who founded the company turned the company into a bunch of different businesses, one of which became Mm. video games and it went off with Donkey Kong and Mario and all that jazz. But Nintendo was founded in 1889. I'm really bad with like famous old like artists and when they lived and died, like there's so many people like Van Gogh where I'm just like, if somebody said he lived in the 1700s, the 1800s or the early 1900s, I'd be like, okay. Craig, when did Picasso, when did Picasso live? Picasso was 20th century. 1900s. I like, asked he, Craig, Danny. He, Jesus. I'm oh, guessing sorry. he died in like the 80s. I don't know. <laughs> Is that wrong? Let me fact check that real quick when you are when you guys are talking. But but that's a perfect example. I feel like everybody thinks Picasso was around way earlier than he was, but he was like painting in the 50s. Yeah. I feel like you think that. No, I think that's absolutely true though. He He died in 1973. Yeah, it's just because when you think of a painter, you don't think of like modern civilization. You think of like old, you know, a long time ago. No one's painting. <laughs> Who's the most famous painter right now? No, but the, uh, well, there's that, but that's why he went into cubism because he went to 4D because photography came about and they're like, oh, I guess we don't need to paint all these landscapes all, that, all the time. You just take a picture of it. So we got into the 4D. That's why modern art exists is because it used to be like, oh, what does life look like? And then they took pictures You're like, well, we don't need that anymore. Okay, how about this? DK, when yeah. was Salvador Dali born? Oh, that's Don't a good question. I'm going to say you know. I bet I could get this. like the late 1800s, like 1899. Hi, Fitz, what do you think? 1896. 1904. You guys are close. Oh, okay. Sweet. Dali is the one whose the art is like- Yeah, that's the I, perception the of memory. The clock is like hanging. Yeah, the droopy clock. Like a, yeah, yeah, that's okay. the perception of memory. I, I like art. Actually, my art history teacher in high school was my football coach. Fun fact. So they're, wow, they're, that's probably one of the few <laughs> combos like that. You talk like this. Anyway, okay. Let's paint a different picture. We actually have to talk about something serious for a second. Uh, Titans Bills is probably, we have no idea what's going to happen with it. But as of this moment, we're recording Thursday afternoon. Right now, 23 people in the organization, players, staff combined, have tested positive for coronavirus in the last two weeks. We don't know the exact status of this game yet, but you certainly need to prepare as if it's going to be postponed or canceled if you have either Bills or Titans in your fantasy lineup. DK, what should people specifically with any of those Titans or Bills players do? I mean, yeah, like the idea is, you know, if you have a quarterback, get a backup quarterback ready to go in one of those games, either Josh Allen or Tannehill. And then I would just say put your receivers or running backs, tight ends in the flex spot if possible and just have that ready to take out, have a replacement in mind. If the game, I think the game has a, like honestly, it's Thursday afternoon. I think the game has a good chance of being moved. So I would just have that ready. How many tight, there's like 22 Titans total or something. People in the organization. Staff, but it's quite yeah. a good amount of players. And the, the broader point is they, they had another positive today. It's Thursday. They won't be able to They're open still Friday. testing it, positive. It yeah. doesn't, so, I, I don't understand how they'll be able to play this game. Yeah. So I would have I have a backup option. You have to. And one way that we've been doing it in some of my leagues, in the league I'm commissioning, I basically just told everybody, it's a weird year. You know, this is for fun. It's not like we have to get too serious. I've just been telling people, get me a backup option. You know, especially if the game gets moved to like Monday or Tuesday. Ha- give me a backup option before games start on Sunday. If you want to have like a Josh Allen or AJ Brown or whoever in your lineup, um, because then if that game gets canceled, I will just manually replace those players with the backup option you give me before the games. Does that make sense? So you still have to add the player and have them on your roster, you mean? The new yes, person. Yes, correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. 
But that way, if it moves to Monday and then they don't play it anyway. Yeah, like if it gets canceled on Monday or something like that, that would just, you know, screw a lot of people's uh, lineups up. And so that's just the way that I've been going about it. All right, so that's the Titans-Bills game. Definitely be prepared for that. But let's look to the other games that will be played in week five. Uh, Last week, speaking of starry night, kind of a dark night for us. We didn't have a great record. (laughs) I feel like a few of them were pretty close on. Well, we were really close. I mean, in the spirit of the predictions, we were pretty close. Yeah, we're always on track. You know, we we just mix the we missed the exit by like one exit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I, I said Will Fuller would have his bounce back game with the best season of his. Uh, best game of his season to date with 113 yards and a touchdown. He had 108 yards and a touchdown. So, Good how much? How many yards Cigar. was that final pass that got reversed? Was I think it, it was like was 10 it yards. more than five yards? So it was more than five. I'll put it that way. So, Heifetz, you would have been correct if that if it wasn't for that reversal. So, I think that's in the right spirit. Yeah. I also said the Rams would be a top five defense this week, and Daniel Jones would fumble. Jones did fumble, but the Rams were a top six defense, not top five. Ugh. Still so, good. I also said the Dolphins would beat the Seahawks. I felt real good about that. And then half the second half happened. Yeah, it looked good for a while. <laughs> I mean, we called it that it was going to be kind of a weird game. Seattle traveling across the country. It was weird. Fitz was doing things. DK, how'd yours go? I got CEH was uh, one of my predictions was CEH top five running back. That did not happen. He was at RB 21, 10 and a half points. I'm still waiting for that explosion game. In your defense with, with Clyde, he puts up 100 yards every game. I think he's been close to 100 total yards every single game, and he's never had single-digit fantasy points. Like, he's been really consistent. He's just not scoring. Yeah. He hasn't been bad, but I was just, man, I'm still waiting for that just huge game, like 25-plus points. Didn't happen, so take the L on that one. Terry McLaurin, 20-point, or 20-plus half PBR points. Uh, he ended up with 16.8 half PPR. He actually went over in 20 points in PBR, so, you know, that's fine. But technically incorrect he was the wide receiver one though wide receiver 12 overall so again wasn't like a terrible prediction but um technically incorrect my bold take was Devonte parker 25 plus half ppr incorrect he was uh he went over 100 yards and got 16 half ppr points and it was the wide receiver 14 so didn't quite hit on those but i wouldn't say they were like catastrophically wrong either Speaking of catastrophically wrong, mine <laughs> uh, from last week. Uh, these are, if if like you can only dedicate the sound drop of just a bit outside to one person, <laughs> it's me this week. So I, uh, this one, you know, this one's fine. I did a uh, gut call with Hunter Renfro would be top 20 wide receiver. He was not. He had five catches for almost 60 yards. He was whatever. Another gut was that AJ Green would be a top 10 wide receiver. He had one catch for three yards. No coincidence that he ended up in the Ringer burn book this week. Yeah, tons of coincidence. <laughs> um, I'm done with AJ. I'm good. F it. Yeah. You know, we, we'll leave that where it is, but I'm never putting him in a gut call. I have no gut feelings about him anymore. And then my bold prediction was that Will Fuller would go over 200 yards. You know, the spirit of it was correct. He had it over 100 and was going to maybe have two <laughs> touchdowns like we said. But, uh, you know, I stick with that bold prediction. I still like it. Did you guys hear Tony Romo dropped it just a bit outside on the game this weekend? I did. <laughs> Do you think Tony Romo listens to this podcast? Guaranteed. I don't think so. I think he's probably seen the movie Major League. I reached out to him, <laughs> see if he wants to come on, and I'm still waiting. He's actually yeah. been begging to come on for weeks. We just kind of keep pushing him off. Okay, get to week five? Week five. Let's jump into Let's it. Do okay. This. DK. How you feeling about these, DK? One to ten. Are you feeling confident? Oh, my God. 11. 11. Oh, wow. You sound like you're on 11. 
When you said that, I was like, that man sounds like he's above 10. It's the new hat. <laughs> it is the new hat. They're really the same color. Did you buy those at the same time? It's bizarre that you're calling this a new hat because I've literally worn this hat doing this podcast probably like at least 10 times. Can you get a t-shirt and a hat that's like the, <laughs> like that generic green screen color so then we can just add things Ooh, onto you? That's kind of a fun idea. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Is that like the Hulu stuff? Although exactly. you guys can like add, you can add your own logos, whatever you want, depending on how you're feeling. Oh, be careful with whatever you want. Put you in a Niners jersey. No, we're we're gonna add the Heineken <laughs> logo. You have the frosted bug. Okay, DK, what's your first gut call for this week? My first one. I'm feeling good about this. I'm feeling the. I always I always like to concentrate on on games where the coach has been fired or there's a coaching change or something major has happened. I'm saying Deshaun Watson freedom game. Oh, damn it. Versus the Jaguars. Did you have this one too? Yep. <laughs> I'll pivot. Right. I'll pivot. Go ahead. All right. So basically, I'm just thinking he's due for the big one. He's he's due for a huge game. He's uh, you know free from the tyranny of Bill O'Brien, which I think is going to be good on his mental outlook on life. And, you know, they still have some technical <laughs> issues. Mental with, outlook on life. <laughs> they still have some technical issues to deal with in terms of the offensive line and things like that. But I just I don't know. He's he's so Tim Kelly, who was the OC before, you know, in name, at least because Bill O'Brien took over play calling, I guess right before he got fired. But Tim Kelly's still going to be the OC, but I think it's going to be more like a collaborative effort between him and Watson. I, I could see Watson sort of taking the reins a little bit. Kelly doesn't have a lot of experience designing a, a scheme and a, and a game plan that like really lets Watson do what he wants to do. So this is this is actually a true gut thing. Like I just feel like he's going to have a good game. There's no like, you know, there's no like statistical background, I guess, for this. But um, So you betting on Deshaun or against Bill O'Brien? Both. <laughs> Wait, so what's your what's your actual number? Yeah, so my my benchmark is top three QB this week. Oh, wow. Mine was top five, so yours was even gutsier than mine. Let's just say top four and, and meet in the middle. Well, I'll do my own, but I'll let you drop it down to, to four. Um, <laughs> okay. Just so to give just you a for reference. Cushion. Yeah, just for reference, he, was the Q, he is the QB 12 in half PBR. I guess it doesn't really matter, but um, QB 12 on the year, QB 11 week one, QB 21 week two. QB 16 week three and QB 14. So he hasn't even, he hasn't even broken into the single digits in terms of his finishes this year. So this is, I think this one's actually kind of bold, but um, the, I wanted to add like a super bold. This isn't my actual bold take, but I just want to add a super duper bold one. JJ Watt touchdown. <laughs> like catching or defensive? Catches oh, a touchdown. Oh. You think he enters the game as a tight end? <laughs> I want him to bring that back, man. Somebody should add him as a flex if they got a Dolph or if they have a Bill or a Titan. <laughs> JJ Watt receiving Didn't Watt and O'Brien have like that spat at practice last week and that apparently Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, they did. Now they're back. They're going to have fun. They're going to go crazy. It's going to be again, they're free from the tyranny of Bill O'Brien. Sounds like sounds like he gets in a lot of fights with players and stuff because like the JJ Watt thing happened this week and it was like partially a catalyst for him getting fired for Bill O'Brien getting fired but I was just seeing a couple different reporters talking about how like it was pretty common for Bill O'Brien to get in, in yelling arguments with with his players. True alpha move, just getting a fight with J.J. <laughs> Watt. Yeah, right. 
Is JJ Watt on the short list of players who like the the owner cares about more than the coach, where they're like his opinion matters more? Like if JJ Watt gets he in is, a fight with a coach, JJ yeah. Watt's opinion matters more, right? Well, you know what you know what that reminds me of though. You remember in the Space Jam when the the coach is yelling at the monsters, like slapping the monsters around. That's what it is. Like Bill O'Brien yelling at JJ Watt, like this huge guy who has to just sit there and take it. And then eventually the monsters are like, "Why are we listening to this dude?" It's like Frank Vogel yelling at LeBron. It's like just stop. <laughs> I guess it's not going to do anything. Okay. All right. I like that. So anyways, yeah, that's that's my my bold call. Top four finish. All right. I like that. Betting on Deshaun, betting against B.O.B. Uh, Craig, what's your gut call for the week? Uh, Marquise Brown has his best game of the season so far. Damn it. I have <laughs> you had, you had, wait, did you guys have the same two this week? I wonder if we should maybe start getting on the same page before these pods, but yeah. Well, there's a lot of players in the NFL. Usually yeah, we just, think we'd be all right. I know. But yeah, DK and I are we're wearing the same blue hat right now. <laughs> well, DK wears many Generic. hats, literally and figuratively. The Ravens are playing the Bengals, all Joey covers, and his best game of the year so <laughs> far is 12.7 points, which isn't great. He's been unlucky, though. It's He's had a lot of touchdowns. He's had a lot of throws by Lamar that have been just a bit outside. Vaughn into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Like literally, though. Like literally, and uh, <laughs> last week he like got tackled on the one. There's just like a couple things where it's like if one thing goes the other way, we see Marquise Brown in a whole different light. Um, there's a lot of statistics saying that that he's he's ready to pop off this week, and uh, maybe Burrow keeps it close. They have to throw a little bit more. The Ravens haven't been as good as uh, at running lately, so uh, maybe Lamar connects this week with with Marquise Brown. DK, do you see Marquise Brown as the kind of like game changing speed guy who could eventually become like a Tyreek Hill style on field player? Or do you think the guy who basically has been compared to Deshaun Jackson is just going to become the fantasy Deshaun Jackson as in the most frustrating player other than Will Fuller? I don't think he's Tyreek Hill because, well, number one, Tyreek Hill is more, I, th- I think he's more explosive. He's just faster. Dude, there's nobody really in the NFL like as fast as Tyreek. He's just so explosive. So I don't know if that's really a fair comparison. Uh, you know, like sh- little small speedy guys always get compared to Tyreek, but he's just out. He's just in its own, own category, really. I do worry that the bank or the, the Ravens are always going to be a little bit or a lot run heavy <laughs> and it's just going to be ups and downs and ups and downs in terms of whether they're passing the ball a lot. He's like, like Craig sort of alluded to his underlying numbers in terms of target share. He's got a 27% target share this year, which is really strong. He's got 43% of the team's air yards, which is really, really strong. And he's still just not getting a ton of production. And that's, I think that's more of a indication that just look, they're not, they're not going to be a heavy passing team hardly ever. They said they wanted to pass deep more, and I think they were passing a little deep more, but Lamar's just been missing. Lamar's been pretty accurate short. He's been pretty accurate intermediate. He just has not been accurate downfield yet, and that that was the biggest area they wanted him to grow this season. So it'll take time. I think those will come. I think those will come, and I think he's an accurate passer. He showed that last year. But yeah, it's just one of those things where I was actually talking to some people about this on Twitter yesterday. I think it's just one of those things where He's missed on a few big plays, and those are those are big glaring misses, and that sort of like paints this narrative that oh, actually he's, you know, he's not an accurate quarterback, but, like a Picasso um, painting. <laughs> yeah, he. But honestly, like he's his 
completion percentage numbers are really strong this year in terms of his completion percentage over expectation. I think I saw he's 10th in the NFL. So that takes into account the distance of the throws, the proximity of defenders on those throws. He's making tough throws. He's, he's completing tough throws. But just a few of those, like, just haven't worked out with Marquise Brown. It's been really frustrating. So I do think they're going to come. But, like, overall, my sort of top-level 30,000-foot like view of Marquise Brown is he's going to be one of those guys that is a bit frustrating in the fantasy realm just because the way the Ravens play. It, it it just gives him a lower floor, if that makes sense. How do you guys feel about that game in general? Well, Lamar's mispracticed two days in a row for the first time in, I think, his NFL career. So on paper, yeah, so obviously, the Ravens worrisome. should blow him out. But, I mean, they're two touchdown favorites in a divisional game, which is rare. And then, because he's 3-0 and against the Bengals, but two of those games are pretty close. Obviously, the third one, they blew him out, and then... I mean, the, that was when the Ravens were the Ravens, but I don't know. Like Lamar banged up two touchdown favorites. Like I think it could be closer than people think. I, I the mean, line right now is twelve and a half. That's what they're laying. Oh yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a game. So you think you take the Bengals there, getting getting twelve and a half to cover? Honestly, you know what? Screw it. Bold prediction: Bengals beat the Ravens. Oh, damn. screw it! <laughs> I'm just going all the yeah. way in. Are you penciling that into your bold? Yeah, just screw it. Bold. Pre- it's just it, and again, obviously the Ravens are the better team, but. I don't know. I just I just think that the Ravens have just been sloppy this season. Lamar not being, and I, I might sound very dumb for this in retrospect, but Lamar being not 100% healthy, I don't know if it should be a 13, I think it might be a 14-point favorite. That seems it's a little and much. 12 and a half? Okay. Still, I, obviously the Ravens are a better team. But you know what? Whatever. It's a divisional game. I don't know. Bold prediction. Divisional games are always weird. <laughs> They're always weird. Okay. Well, I'm also going to go right in my gut, which is this Steelers-Eagles game is bizarre to me. I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm missing, but everything to me points to the Steelers defense swallowing the Eagles offense whole, like a, like a Python and just devouring it. And starting with just the Eagles offensive line is so banged up. They've had three starting left tackles. This is since like June, three starting left tackles, three left guards, four right guards, two right tackles. Their current left tackle is Jordan. Mylata. I think I'm saying that correctly. He's a former rugby player who made his first football start last week. I don't mean first NFL Whoa. start. I mean, he played his first NFL game. Like, he was <laughs> playing rugby. And this week in ESPN, they wrote that three years ago, he didn't know the difference between a touchdown and a first down because he was playing rugby. Now this they're going to go against the Steelers' defensive line, which has TJ Watt, Bud Dupree. This is the best defense in football, in my opinion. They have the, most, the highest pressure rate in the NFL. They have the highest blitz rate in the NFL. And Carson Wentz has the most turnover-worthy plays in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. This is like a perfect storm of the Steelers' defense versus this banged-up Eagles offense. So I, I think really what this boils down to is I don't think it's a bold or worth much in fantasy to say bench Carson Wentz this week. I think that's obvious. So I'm just saying I think Miles Sanders is not a top-20 running back this week. It kind of sucks because if you have him, you probably have to play him. But I don't expect much from him. I don't expect much from the Eagles' offense. And then flipping it, I also think the Steelers are easily a top three or four defense this week. I'll call it top four. So, But those are both my guts because I think the Steelers is, is you want to play them, obviously, but if you're in Fanduel or what other DFS you play, I think the Steelers defense is huge. The combo of not allowing much. I mean, they've allowed the fewest points to the opposing running backs, the fewest points to everything. And they also have a huge chance for a turnover. So I, I think the Steelers defense is a huge, huge play here. So are those both of your guts? Yeah, they're both both my guts. Steelers defense, top four. Oh, I Miles thought you were going to parlay. You, you love doing those parlay ones. I'll parlay. But, okay. Screw it. I'll parlay them. Why not? <laughs> well, then you need another gut if you're going to parlay one gut. 
Can I parlay three and that could be two? No, I, those are my two. Okay. I had enough of the parlay. Par, oh, Pirates of the Caribbean, parlay. Look at you trying to prove to people that you've seen popular movies. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. That's my favorite movie. How dare you? Yes. Okay. All right. So let's see. I'm going to make up a new one just on the spot because I had the Marquise Brown thing. Um, so I am going to say 15 fantasy points for Brandon Ayuk against Miami. Why? Well, I think they're continuing to get him like more integrated into the offense. He's still coming off the early season hamstring injury. I think he's like getting closer and closer to 100%. He is, I love the way that they're using him because they're not just using him as a downfield threat. It's not like hoping for a big play on the on the outside. He's getting these jet sweeps. He's getting end arounds. He's getting screen passes. And they're also using him on, like, I saw a couple times, a couple games ago where they're using him on like RPO slants over the middle of the field. He's just so exciting you know, in terms of his ability to run after the catch. And I don't know what the situation in San Francisco is with the quarterback yet. This is Thursday afternoon. Right now, they're still playing coy about who they're going to start. Jimmy Garoppolo came back to practice. He's been limited. And my guess would be they don't start him this week. And so it's either going to be Mullins or CJ Beathard. By the way, I used to think his I used to think you pronounce Beathard Beathard. So I'm, I'm like, I have to always very much remind myself not to say CJ Beathard. My friends um, and I used to say beat hard. <laughs> CJ Beathard. You said that in a way that I think you still do privately. Beat hard. Yeah, we totally used to say that in our group chats, but then we turned 18 <laughs> and we were like, nah. In the past. <laughs> you turned 18? This wasn't that long ago. That was when he was in college. That's what we really referred to. Sure, him sure, I think sure. there's zero chance uh, that Sunday Night Football, he was not referred to as beat hard in your group chat. <laughs> Uh, DK, where did CJ <laughs> Beathard go to college? Um, I don't know. For some reason, I'm thinking Iowa. He went to Iowa. Look at you! Oh, wow, holy nice. cow, DK! I, d- I I won't I won't I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't like study him in college, but well, yeah, good for you. I'm very impressed by that one. <laughs> I think it's I think the only reason I remember is because he was Kittle's quarterback in college. They both kind of look the same. They have that like kind of like a strawberry blonde beard. Yes, yeah, and the hair peeking out the back of the helmet. Yeah. All right, Craig, what's your gut call? Darius Slayton, 80 yards and a touchdown going up against the Cowboys this week. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Did you I have this the one same too. three people? We picked your- the same three. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Wait, you're what? kidding. We literally picked the same three. My, my, bold- this is almost as weird as the Austin thing. Oh yeah, I guess that is my third because I canceled Deshaun Watson and I'm going to make up a bull. Wait, but prediction. you had, you had Watson and he had Watson. We Marquise had Brown Watson, had- Brown, and Slayton. This is almost yeah. as weird as the Austin. This Texas is amazing, thing. actually. It's not this as weird the as Aust- the, the Austin to LA thing. Like, what are the odds of that? There are literally hundreds of players to pick from. <laughs> Holy cow. This is like when the Falcons lose the 99.8% probability games back to back weeks. This is weird. Okay, so what was your, what is, is it, this is your bold, right? No, well, it was going to be my bold, but now I'm, I shifted it up. I dropped, I sliced 20 yards off and I moved it to a gut. <laughs> Just because I needed a gut. Um, I'll keep it in the gut. I'm confident. Darius Slayton, you know, all the other outside receivers who, I mean, we don't need to do that. What are we talking about? The Cowboys are getting absolutely fucking shredded. Yeah. And they Darius, And Sterling Shepard's out. Darius Slayton's the best deep threat on the team. And Danny Dimes just, I, I still think Danny Dimes throws a decent deep ball. And he's going to get, I think, the most opportunities he's had this week. And I don't know. It's now or never for Dimes, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, this is I, like I'm still, so funny to me. I'm still blown away. You guys picked the same three people. I mean, we, we try not to share these takes because we think it's more fun for us to learn in the moment. We do not share them. We literally we have separate. To, we docs. succeed yeah. in not trying. To and the fa- <laughs> and like it, this, sometimes there's overlap in the same game. This has never happened. So, this but is- I, Darius Slayton's a great DFS play this week. I think uh, he's a good he's a good bet for like big spike week this week's a, i mean first of all let's not let's let's address the elephant in the room here which jason garrett is returning to the dallas cowboys which mm. is you know what i love about this is that no matter what happens it's funny because if <laughs> if the giants just like offense actually finally it's awakes, like a will ferrell movie from like 2005 like i don't it doesn't matter it's it, just gonna be funny exactly what a sure he's a nascar driver whatever he's a soccer coach i don't care he's an ice skater sure <laughs> sure yeah i would i'm gonna pay money like Jason Garrett, if the offense is great and they go back and forth with the Cowboys and the Giants look better than Dallas did when he was there, that's funny. If Jason, if the Cowboys shred Jason Garrett and the Giants look just as bad as they have the first four weeks, that's also funny. Whatever, it's it's the extremely movable object ex- against an extremely stoppable force. That is Jason Garrett's offense and the Cowboys' defense. And I'm just really curious to see which it is because the Giants have gone against four really good defenses with Rams, Bears, Steelers, and I'm forgetting the other one, Niners. And then the Cowboys have obviously just gotten shredded. And I'm just, I don't know. It's, its I mean, I'm, it's going to be awful as a Giants fan because they're going to lose. But Slayton's a good pick. That's another game where the, the spread is like alarmingly high considering that the, the Cowboys kind of suck. The Cowboys are, are giving nine and a half points to the Giants. That's a lot. I think it's because the Giants offense looks awful. I mean, if you just look at the plays they're running, the details are all wrong. Like there's play action, but like the play action is the running back is like five yards from Daniel Jones. Like how is that possibly <laughs> going to be a handoff? Like it's not fooling anybody. I mean, it, it it's the details of it. Like they're running RPOs where one person's running a route and the other guys aren't like the, it, it's just sloppy. It doesn't, it's, it's this, the reason that Jason Garrett's Cowboys teams were so frustrating wasn't just all the losing, which was funny, but also just at the core, they were just really not detail oriented. They really were sloppy. Like they're always bad in special teams. Like all the little things you don't think about that usually are why a coach lasts so long that even if they're not getting performing, Jason Garrett didn't have any of that. They weren't detail oriented. They weren't creative. They were stagnant. And the Giants are already like that, which is amazing. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house, everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. 
Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and gift mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. All right, so we got bolds now. DK, what's your bold? Well, my bold was that Dari- the Darius Slayton random explosion <laughs> that, he- that he has every like fourth game where he's got like two or three touchdowns, but I'm going to change it on the fly this. because you can't just repeat all the same one. <laughs> I think maybe we should check next time and make sure we're not talking about the exact same players. I think the odds are in our favor mostly, but yeah. Yeah. The one thing I was going to add to that, and you you said it, but I wanted to throw this stat out here. They're gi- the Cowboys are giving up 41 fantasy points per game to opposing receivers. So, yeah, I think I think he has a real chance to go off. I'm going to throw this one out here. And right now, Julio Jones has been really limited by this hamstring injury that he's been going through. He got injured midway through the game last week, and he hasn't really practiced. He was on the sideline today, kind of like doing individual drills. It's kind of up in the air. I wouldn't be surprised if he's either limited or out this week. So, and I apologize if I butcher this name, Olavid Zacchaeus. 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 I'm guessing I'm going to give him 15 plus PPR points. We're going PPR. We're sticking to the half PPR. Okay. I'm going to go 12. (laughs) Half PPR. (laughs) 12.5 half PPR. Is that bold enough? I mean, the only reason I'm this is this doesn't feel that bold to say it this way, but like he just hasn't really done anything before. So. You know, it's going to be Calvin Ridley. It's going to be, I don't know what Russell Gage's situation is right now, but I think he's going to have a chance. He was really exciting, I think, when, when we watched him last week. You know, he looks fast. He's explosive. So the, they're playing the Panthers this week, and I mean, this has the potential to be a real shootout. We say this pretty much every time the Falcons play anybody, but the Panthers on the other side of the ball also have a terrible defense and a terrible secondary I think the better question is, is do we not like anybody in this game? Who do you not like in the Carolina-Atlanta game? Yeah, that's a good question. Who would you not, would you not start anybody? Would you, you're starting Robbie Anderson, you're starting DJ Moore. Is Curtis Samuel on the radar this week? He's so tough. He, if you're desperate at a flex, yeah. Mike Davis, Todd Gurley. Yep, yep. Teddy Two Gloves, Maddie No Gloves. He wears one glove, I think, I don't know. Ridley, certainly. And then I think Gage and Zacchaeus are both interesting, like, sleeper flex options. You should have said, your bold should have been Zacchaeus outscores the goose egg Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. No, that's too bold. That can't <laughs> have it again, right? Well, I like that I better know, than 12 and a half points. 12 and a half points is boring. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll change it. We'll change it to Zacchaeus outscores the number one scoring receiver in fantasy. That's bold. You're in the salty <laughs> platoon. Okay. Right. We don't yeah, have to draft. Right. I don't think we have to draft the takes this week because, I mean. I haven't done my bold. Oh. Okay, my bold prediction. I'm doing this on the fly. Like I said, Antonio Gibson this week playing the Rams. He's going to outscore all the Rams running backs combined. Ooh. Mm. This one is good. I like this because hmm. Akers is potentially back. It could be just like a three-headed monster. And they could just end up passing a lot. I don't know. That's interesting. DK, for, on that note, for the what should people expect from Cam Akers being back this week? I mean, you can't play him because there's so much we don't know. I unfortunately have to play him in one league. So we'll see. I think I think Craig, you're gonna have to hope they just do like fly sweeps and play action on the goal line. That that's what they do a lot in terms of like the Rams. I'm talking about like get not having these running backs score any touchdowns. So my Gibson take here, you know, so Washington 
weirdly leads the NFL in carries inside the five-yard line. Week one, they all went to Peyton Barber, and they basically moved completely away from him. And then Haskins got a lot, too. And now that he's benched, there's a strong chance that Gibson takes over an even bigger role and gets more carries inside the five-yard line. He already has five, which led the team besides uh, Peyton Barber week one. So I just love Gibson. I think he's getting better and better. He's like my new David Johnson crush. He's mini David Johnson to me. Maybe he's 2016 David Johnson to me now or 2015. (laughs) But That's what I comped him to, actually, in my draft guide. Yeah, and honestly, maybe that's what it was. It's been imprinted in my brain, and now I can't yeah. get it out of my head. It, D- DK tattooed the draft guide, draft guide in your hippocampus. Yeah, every time I blink, I see it. But I just think he's so good. <laughs> and, I, and I just hope they they move away from McKissick. And, you know, I think with Kyle Allen starting instead of Haskins, like, you know, he was on Carolina last year. He, I mean, Christian McCaffrey obviously had his year last year. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore was good last year. Kyle Allen, I think, is going to be like the dump-off guy. And that could benefit... Antonio Gibson a lot. I don't know about guys like Terry McLaurin right off the bat. Maybe that won't work out because, you know, Kyle Allen's got to get used to the offense and what's going on. But I think in the immediate future, Antonio Gibson might be the biggest winner from Haskins benching. Do you, yeah, let me ask you that. Do you, do you have to bench McLaurin this week? Are you starting him? I'm not benching him. I don't think I would bench him. It's hard to bench him because McLaurin is clearly talented. McLaurin, yeah. in terms of just receiving the yards. The thing is, through, is, no one actually benches their like decent player who's going up against a good defense. Like, no matter what the situation is, you're not going to bench him. The issue is Kyle Allen is playing, and that that's a variable. I mean, we don't know if he's better or worse, but he, it's certainly a variable. And the, this Rams defense is a terrible, terrible matchup for Washington because Washington has a bottom five offensive line, to be kind. The Rams have a top five defensive line. I mean, Aaron Donald against that Rams O-line, is, is that's tough. And then you also have Kyle Allen in this first game. I, I just, I don't see Kyle Allen having many deep shot opportunities in this contest with mm. the blocking he's going to get. I also don't, I mean, I know the Rams, like Aaron, can Aaron Donald play run defense? Yes, he can. I'm not, like, I, I, I like the idea of Antonio Gibson rushing in this, but I think that also the Rams have just played teams with better blocking, to be honest. I'm, I'm just, I'm dubious about Gibson in this particular one, but I also don't know if I would, I'm not saying bench him. I, and I'm also not saying bench Terry McLaurin, but I think the Rams, I could run away with this game. This is definitely an interesting one because the Rams are run heavy. Like they, they are very dedicated to running on early downs. They've got three good running backs, but yeah, I think it's just, it's just a matter of, I really like that comp. Ron Rivera even said he reminds him a little bit of Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, that doesn't matter. But the idea that <laughs> that Kyle Allen has played with Christian McCaffrey and, and has that, you know, that men- mentality of dumping the ball off. Like we talked about in the past, man. Dump offs and running back catches is almost a quarterback stat. And it's it's I think that's very, very interesting because it's just some quarterbacks don't do it. Some quarterbacks would rather take off running than dump it off. Um, Breeze and Kamara are the perfect example. Literally yeah. every single passing play, Breeze's eyes go downfield for two seconds, and then Kamara's sitting right there, and he turns. Same with Philip Rivers. And so, yeah, that's that's definitely an interesting factor. In lieu of drafting our takes, uh, Heifetz, I want to know what your other bold was before you thought of the uh, Bengals beat the Ravens thing. No, I'm pocketing <laughs> that. You can't have what? that. That's You're, like folding my, it? Like the folding my hand gonna... in poker. It's never no. going to happen again, though. There's different matchups next week. No, nah, no. Nah. I'm pocketing that one. It'll come up again. It'll come up again. Uh, pocketing that. No, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to flip it on you guys since you guys came up with the same ones. Which one of these is your favorite of the ones that you guys both picked? Did you pick Marquise Brown? There's Darius Slayton, Giants having a big game against the Cowboys. Marquise Brown having the best game of the season against... Uh, I can't believe we did that. 
Yeah, that's really three weird. out of three is that's fucking random. So which ones, Deshaun Watson, Marquise Brown, and Darius Slayton? Which one do you like the most? I like Deshaun the most. I like that from a narrative perspective. Like this is the Bill O'Brien effect coming into play here. But I'll go with um, I'll go with Darius Slayton. I think Slayton. Slayton's the one I would pick if I had to pick here. And I'll, yeah, I would have to pick because you guys cool. picked him anyway. Okay, let's get into our million dollar lineup. Did we win a million last week? We won. We almost, if you round all the way up, we won seven dollars. Hey. <laughs> so who screwed us? Who screwed us this week or last week? Well, we, I think we came in like 168,000th out of 700,000. <laughs> that's not bad. We beat six out of seven people, if that matters. Listen, oh every day you're either getting better or you're getting worse. You're not staying the same. We got better. Damn skipping. There you go. So, and again, we're trying to, we're trying to win a million dollars a week here. Okay. The year I turned 26 as the head of my own brokerage firm, I made $49 million, which really pissed me off because it was three shy of a million a week. We're not playing to come in 300,000th place. We're playing to come in first. We're trending up. We're trying to make that, that cash, that sweet cash. And last week there was three people who held us back from the cheddar and it was DJ Moore. It was Clyde Edwards Elair. And it was mm-hmm. Mike Kosicki. My dad texted me last week during the Chiefs game and was like, can you believe these Monday night football announcers screwing up Clyde's name every time? It's ridiculous. What is <laughs> E-Lair? And I was like, Un- unfortunately, dad, that's correct. It's just, it's just <laughs> harsh on the ears. It's one of those things like, are you are you ever actually going to start saying Clyde Edwards E-Lair? Or are you just no. automatically? It's like the uh, J.J. Ortega Whiteside. Like, I just can't. Is that right? Yeah, it's like a, it's the Barcelona. It's, it's like the yeah, it's the Barcelona style where you, where it's uh, the. Is that true that the reason there yeah. is the the is because the king had a lisp and everybody adopted it? I don't. I don't think that's true. It's just Catalan. It's a language. Interesting. A well, we'll see. You know who's to say? Fun fact: somebody come at us. <laughs> who is to really to say? We're not. Who is? Who knows? I th- scholars maintain. No. Anyway, um, DJ Moore continues to kill us and the rest of the people who have him on their fantasy teams. Clyde can't quite get there. Come on, Clyde. Mike Kosicki was just a bet on the Dolphins in general. And honestly, Fitzpatrick and Devontae, they hit. So I'm not mad at that pick. Okay, so let's just go back to the well here for million dollar lineup because we are fiends and we can't quit. Uh, we're going back with the Panthers. I don't care. DJ Moore, he's putting, we're, we're putting our faith back in him. We're doing Panthers, Teddy Bridgewater, DJ Moore because I believe the, the scientific reason here was the Falcons suck. Is that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The numbers, the underlying targets and target share and air yards and all that's still strong enough. People are going to take this guy. Okay. So Teddy Bridgewater and DJ Moore, we're also doing Kareem Hunt because he's already like a top six running back, top seven running back. Even And, and he's not priced starter. Yeah. No, he's not priced. I mean, this is- Nick Chubb is out. Yeah, Nick yeah. Chubb's out. So Kareem Hunt's playing. Like, it's really simple. He's got a groin injury to keep, in, keep that in mind. We'll have to sw- swap him out if he doesn't end up it gets worse or something. We will like be that. playing a Browns running back against the Colts. <laughs> yeah. James, we're playing James Conner against the Eagles for everything I laid out about defense. And they're coming off a bye week, technically. And man, yeah. it's like Andy Reid coming off a bye. Like, if James Conner has a week to get healthy, I'm so happy you got to play him. Also, they just had a long time to prepare. Also, they're yeah. mad. Like, they're just mad about how yeah, that they're whole pissed Titans off game about went. This, this bye situation. Yeah. And this is the Battle of Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm just, not the first time we'll hear about Pennsylvania's battleground this year. Okay. We're going Tyreek Hill. Uh, they're playing the Raiders. Last year, t- Patrick Mahomes had four touchdowns in the second quarter against the Raiders. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. you know. And then DJ Shark against Houston. 
Actually, why why'd you guys pick this one? This this was the one I was I wasn't sure about. Not that well, the Texans quarterback suck. Craig's gut chose DJ Chark on this one. DJ Chark again. I don't know for how he was priced. I just thought for for what the potential of this Houston Jacksonville game could be. I think mm-hmm. Chark's the most talented receiver on the team. He's going to get all the red zone targets. He's huge. I, I think he's great. Romeo Cornell, defensive coordinator, now head coach. Backwards hat, Romeo Cornell. And then we're going Kittle at tight end because he's George Kittle. And then the one that's a little frisky is J.K. Dobbins at running back. We think the Ravens, especially Lamar has the knee injury. I mean, I'd be pretty shocked if Lamar missed two days of practice and then was running a bunch like as usual. I mean, Lamar's best runs have often come against the Bengals. I don't think he'll be running as much. And then I think this is the game Dobbins could get really could could be frisky. Like, obviously, you're you're playing roulette wheel here with the Ravens running backs, and we probably should have submit a couple entries with the different Ravens running backs here. But if the <laughs> Ravens Gus Edwards is another interesting one for this. Yeah, spot, it's but, like, yeah. but whoever hopefully you pick the guy who's hot and he plays the whole game and you're trying to get a two or three touchdown performance from one of them. And we're hoping that Dobbins is the guy and we hit, we hit the lottery. Dobbins got two touchdowns in week one, right? Yeah, he did for, um, for defense. I want to ask you guys right now we have the Patriots, but yeah, I want the Steelers. We could, the Steelers are $400 cheaper. I'd like the Steelers because you know, Carson Wentz most turnover worthy plays in the NFL and the Steelers have the most sacks and the most, well, they have the second most sacks, even though they've only played three games. Even uh, even though, uh, let's say that Rippon goes up against the Patriots, who threw three picks or two pick sixes, three picks total. Was it two pick sixes or at least one pick six? Three picks total. Yeah, but that was on Thursday the night. Jets. It was on Thursday <laughs> night. They've had nine days. And I'm not saying that Bill Belichick can't like take down Rippon, but I think that they will have a game plan that is like, hey, guys, let's not do the pick sixes. I think that'll be a much more conservative game plan. Hey, yeah, you I, want volatility. You don't want it to be like a 10-score game where they just run the ball and suck. You want them to throw picks and get sacked. This is a good note for fantasy defense. Sometimes you don't always just want like a dominant performance. You also want an offense that isn't necessarily going to be conservative with the ball. You want someone who's going to take risks. There's no one taking more risk right now than Carson Wentz. Yeah. It's hard to predict a pick six in the flow of a game. It's easier to, to spot the people like Jameis who are, and Ryan Fitzpatrick who are just reckless. Fair enough. Okay. All right, let's do Pitt then. All right, so there you go. So that's Teddy Bridgewater, Kareem Hunt, James Conner, Tyree Kill, DJ Chark, DJ Moore, a lot of DJs, George Kittle, J.K. Dobbins, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like it. All right, that is absolutely ridiculous that you guys picked those three, and it's actually so ridiculous. Let's do a poll. If you are listening to this episode on Spotify, you can actually vote for which of those three gut calls you like the most for this week or which one you think is most likely, right? So what are the three again? It's Darius Slayton, 80 yards and a score. So we have, it's it's Darius Slayton, 80 yards and a touchdown. Marquise Brown, best game yet this season. And Deshaun Watson, top four quarterback. Okay, so if you're listening on Spotify, you can go to the poll and you can vote on which one of those you think is most likely to happen. Please check it out. It's it's super exclusive. Not everyone has it. So if you got it, you're special. And if you don't, we, we still like you, but it's okay. <laughs> That's our lineup. That's our show. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you to Nintendo and Van Gogh. All, both of your stuff. Really great. We really appreciate both. And thank you to everyone for listening. Good luck this weekend, and we'll see you guys next week.